hello and welcome to Inside the USFL, a podcast giving you an inside look at a startup professional football league from someone on the inside. That's right. I'm Zach Bruner, but I am joined by Birmingham Stallion Center, Jordan McRae. How's it going, man? How are you doing? Pretty good, man. Um, happy to be on the show and just uh, talk a little bit of football and give uh, give everyone a little bit of an insight of what's uh, what's going to be going on in the daily. That uh, yeah, I think this is going to be truly a unique perspective. We've seen some other like NBA and even some NFL shows now where current players are starting a podcast, uh, taking mm-hmm. you through what a day to day of a season's going, you know, going to look at, but. This is something completely unique. This is something no one has done. Uh, and you were truly one of what I think, I mean, maybe there's a couple of people with your experiences, but we talk about all these new professional football leagues popping up the past few years. And mm-hmm. you have not only been at the center of it, like you've been performing. I mean, give him a follow on Twitter at JMCC63, but going down your uh, Twitter bio is just a resume that speaks for itself. Uh, 2018 first team all arena 2019 highest graded lineman in the AAF with the Orlando Apollos that's per pro football focus Uh, 2020 uh, first team all XFL per pro football focus with the Vipers I believe right yeah Mm -hmm. and then last season oh just first team all IFL as well so you keep obviously just dominating these leagues and now it's like okay now here's the next one the new USFL Mm-hmm. And you are tasked with doing the exact same thing. Uh, why should we expect anything different, right? Like, uh, are you ready to go? Are you excited for this? Uh, what's your mindset going into the USFL? Uh, no, ready to go, super excited. And um, mindset is just, uh, you know, my career is every, everywhere I've been in my career has always been more fun when you win. So to bring a winning culture to the Birmingham Stallions and win a USFL championship there, but also individually, uh, be the best player I can be. Um, and that's one of the best in this league. And um, with playing in all these leagues, my goal has been to get to the NFL and make it on a 53-man roster. So uh, using this league and uh, the great talent that's already here, performing well against this talent and um, catapulting myself to that stage. So that's uh, really my outlook on every season I play. You've also, at least talking about the teams that we just talked about, and in college, you played at UCF. You've won basically everywhere you've gone. Too. Yeah. And I mean, we could talk about how strong offensive line play leads to success on the field, success in the record book. But I mean, you truly, you're a winning culture. Uh, you have won everywhere. And I would assume Birmingham Stallions is just the next task. This is the next goal. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think looking at the roster that you guys have just drafted just a couple of weeks ago, are, are you excited? Do you think we can... Uh, start off on the right track with this team as well? I do think so. Um, I have some great coaches uh, in Birmingham, uh, some great players as well as you've seen through the draft, and i uh, already been talking with a lot of the linemen, getting getting that uh, chemistry going. Just, um, and, uh, you know, it starts up front. I think we're going to have a great offensive line, great coaches, great talent around, so I think we should be very successful. Have you played with any of the O-linemen before? So um, this is, we just had a supplemental draft, and um, Marquez Tucker was a rookie free agent when I was in um, training camp with the Chicago Bears. So um, we kept contact okay. um, even after that. So um, very good player, young player. Uh, so excited to play with him as well. 
But everybody else, no, I have I have not played with yet. So obviously, offensive line so much is communication and chemistry. Mm-hmm. How do you go about building that right away then? If these are all just brand new, fresh faces, not just on the old line, but I mean everybody. So how do you quickly get off uh, on the right foot there? I think really just natural conversation. Like uh, a lot of the connection can be built with things not football wise. So I reached out to all the linemen, just introducing myself, letting them know that this is a good line of communication for us to have. Any questions? Since I am going to be a little bit more experienced with new startup leagues um, that they can reach out to me and just um, being a guy that they can trust off rip. And um, that's, that's football will come, come naturally after that. So uh, I think just st- uh, establishing that, that line of communication now is a good stepping stone. For sure. Uh, I mean, this is obviously, I'm going to compare you to Tom Brady. So buckle up for that. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we talk about why Tom Brady's such a good leader. That's kind of the shit he does too. He yeah. went to Tampa and it was totally just off the field stuff. Like, let me know what I can do for you. And mm-hmm. just making everybody from one to 52 feel welcome from, you know, exactly. everything like that. Uh, so I think that is actually massive. And maybe that does play in part to why you keep having success in all of these new leagues too, you know? Definitely. Definitely. So you talked about coach. Uh, you have Skip Holtz as mm-hmm. the uh, head coach. Obviously he's the son of legendary Lou Holtz. Mm-hmm. Uh, he pl- was a coach for South Florida for a while. I think that was after you were at UCF though, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So have you had any interaction with him before this or cross paths at all? Um, no, not before this, but as soon as he drafted, he called, uh, said he was excited to to coach me. I'm, I was excited to be there. Seemed like a great guy in that short conversation. So I'm just ready to get to work, to be honest. But no, before this, I haven't had any connection with them. Okay. So yeah, the draft process, obviously, I mean, this was completely unique, and the way they mm-hmm. did the draft was unique too. Just going player or position based by rounds and stuff. What was that process like? Was it truly you found out when the tweet went out, or was it you had some idea beforehand uh, about well, everything going on? So beforehand, I had about four coaches reach out to me, um, and would turn out to be somewhat of like an interview. Um, what I was doing, was I in shape? Um, where I was at, like locationally. So um, I had an idea of who was interested in me. Um, but the funny thing is, uh, Birmingham was not one of the teams that called me Okay. beforehand. So um, when the when the, the draft for the centers came up, um, I had an idea of where I was going to go and was surprised to see that it was Birmingham. So um, and then he called me right after. It was actually a, a coach I had formerly played with. Um, is the head offensive line coach, uh, Coach Heimbach. Okay. And um, he texted me, and uh, we, I probably texted him like three or four months ago. And I was like, hey, what's, what's, uh, what's Heimbach texting me for? And then said, uh, <laughs> Birmingham Stallions, baby. And I was like, dang. And he called me, let me know. So I was excited to be with somebody I was familiar with. And, um, yeah, so I had a little bit of an insight of where I might go, but I uh, ended up going to somewhere I was wanted. So that's that's really the first step. So I was happy about that. They didn't need to call you to ask you about if you're in shape. They knew what they were, yeah. what to expect. They knew what was coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I mean, just for people listening to this who aren't introduced to me at all, I think the last time we talked on the mic was 2018. Yeah. So, and like I said, reading off all that 2018, that means you're just done with the 
uh, indoor stuff. We were talking about how the next opportunity is about to come, mm-hmm. and it was AFXFL, another indoor league. Uh, you were talking about always in shape, always ready to go, and clearly you were. Yeah. Uh, so it seems like this is just another step. This is another thing that's about to come, and you know, another league you are about to take over, which is exciting, obviously. Yeah. Um, so eight teams in the USFL. You are Birmingham Stallions. All the teams actually play in Birmingham, which is unique. Mm-hmm. So when does that all start? You're not in Birmingham right now, right? No, I'm not. I'm in Florida right now. But um, we report the first the first day for report is uh, March 22nd. So next okay. week, Tuesday. And um, and then we're going to get started. A lot of onboarding, onboarding stuff. And then... Um, They'll let us know when we start practicing and all that as well. Okay. And you you guys first game April 16th mm-hmm. uh, against the New Jersey Generals. So that's cool. Uh, and it's interesting that everyone's there. Do you know what like living arrangements are and all that stuff yet? Like how, how are yeah, they housing so, all these people? So I'm I'm assuming that it's a huge hotel, but uh the Sheraton in downtown Birmingham is where all the guys are going to be at for training camp and I believe the entire season. And they, they've given us the option if you want to live somewhere else and then they're going to help uh, accommodate it any way that they can. So, but that's um, cool. I think most of it's going to be downtown Birmingham. Okay. That's cool. Is that uh, similar or the same as these other leagues that you've been a part of in terms of XFL and AAF at least? Um, Yeah. Well, at least for training camp, for sure, because in the AAF, we were all all eight. Te- I'm not sure how many teams. I think it was eight teams were in San Antonio. We weren't in the same hotel, but we were all in San Antonio. And then for the XFL, we were all in stadiums, Houston right? yeah. for uh, for um, for training camp. So that is that is similar. Okay. Do you think and that all, did? Yeah, go. And in, in both in both leagues. We had preseason games, and all the preseason games were at one place. So in San Antonio and then in Houston, we played at uh, the Cougar Stadium. Sure. And then, yeah, then those split up into their own home cities. Yeah, though, right? they went to their own markets at the, at the training camp, yep. Right. Okay. Do you think – because from talking to some other people that were in the, in those leagues and stuff like that too, it seems like there was a sense of camaraderie. Maybe that's just them and not uh, everybody. But do you think having the training camps as a league all in the same place, all together, in this case, all in the same hotel, essentially everyone's staying, do you mm-hmm. think that does build that sense of community within the league? Like, hey, we're all just trying to get back to the NFL right now or yeah, first time or no, whatever? I, I, I felt that as well. Like even in, in the AAF and the XFL, um, even though we we're in, in different hotels, we had a lot of meetings or like league meetings together. So and football is a very small world. So guys, you get 250 professional athletes. Mo- a lot of guys played in the NFL, were on different on different teams together and stuff like that. So just uh, everybody wants to see everybody doing well, especially in the beginning stages of it, like training camp. So it did build it did form a, a little bit better of a camaraderie and a connection having it in the same area i know you can only speak for yourself in this but mm-hmm. i'm just assuming is pretty much the common goal amongst all the players like hey let's put on a show let's get back to the nfl is that basically what the 
uh, yeah. consensus yeah, is? That, that is. And a, lo a lot of guys um, want to get back to playing in the NFL or if they haven't gotten there yet, want to put on good film and put on a good show so they can get back to that. But then there, there's a select few that, you know, are happy with, with where they're at in their career and just love the game and want to want to have another avenue to make some decent money and play the game that they love that they've been playing since they were kids. So it's a it's a common I'll probably say more more so trying to get back to that level. But um, mostly everybody's everybody's there just to put on a good show for whatever reason that might be. Are you in the camp that you want to get back, though? Oh, of course. Yeah. OK, course, good. Yeah. OK. And I think I mean, the other leagues were good. I think XFL was definitely further along in terms of development than the AAF. Yeah. This one, there's already connections of success stories from the old USFL to the NFL. We mm -hmm. got a lot of NFL coaches and experience in this one. So, I mean, it, it truly feels like a natural fit to make this some sort of a developmental league eventually for the NFL, yeah. uh, if you want to call it that or whatever you want to call it. But it feels like there's going to be a lot of eyes. Obviously, uh, the media deals for this are massive. Exactly, like, yeah. I think they're... Yeah, there's going to be eyes on this league, so I think everyone has a big shot. And even just the other ones, I mean, Taylor Heineke was a Battlehawks. He was, I'm pretty sure he wasn't even the starter there. He was the no. backup. Yeah. Yeah, he was the That's backup. It. And then uh, you got uh, PJ Walker in the XFL, who was lighting it up, and now is in uh, Carolina. Dearness Johnson with you guys running back, and he just went off for yeah, uh, Cleveland this year. A beast, yeah. No, Dearness yeah. was a beast, yeah. Uh, Garrett Gilbert still in there, you know. Started a couple of games for the Cowboys. It's a, it's a lot of it's a lot of success stories. You just got to look at it. Uh, got another guy on our team, um, Keith Reiser. Got a Super Bowl ring, right? He's, he's right out there, you know. So it's a lot of guys that can play that just need another opportunity to show it, and that's what that's what the USFL is going to do. I mean, as every year goes on, the youth football programs, obviously, it gets developed. Everyone's getting bigger. Everyone's getting more talented. At this point now, there is such a surplus of talent. Mm -hmm. So I think the old narrative of is there enough talent to support another football league than the NFL, I think that's bullshit at this point. Yeah. Like there, there's so much talent, and especially if it's you know not taking place at the same time as the NFL. Right. As long as you're not on an NFL roster, you can be here, I think. Uh, so, mm -hmm. yeah, I think I think this is going to be good. I, you look at the quarterback names, you see, uh, I think that was the big difference between AAF and XFL quarterback play, and that was that made everything watchable. I think USFL definitely has that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited because I think this is actually going to be successful and really good, really big. Yeah, no, I think so too. Um, a lot of time developing it. A lot of great minds behind it, so and the talent is going to speak for itself. So uh, it has all the recipes for success. Uh, last thing we mm -hmm. will go out on here, and something we have to touch on, not that we have answers for it, but yeah. obviously there is that USFL lawsuit, the old USFL. Uh, I'm not sure if it's actually in play yet, but uh, some sort of suing the new USFL going off mm -hmm. their name going off their past success, using that success for this. In terms of you, though, as a player, have you heard anything in terms of that lawsuit disrupting training camp, disrupting games, disrupting the schedule at all? 
Uh, no, we, we really haven't. Um, truth be told, I really don't know what's going on with that. We've been getting emails and calls like everything's going to be running smoothly about start dates and all that as well. Already had like a couple of mandatory Zoom with uh, all the players uh, just onboarding as well. So we really haven't heard anything about that. I don't think there's going to be any problem. So we need to finish the damn season. I'm sick of you yeah, being yeah. on the best team. And it's yeah. like, ah, oh, the Orlando Apollos are technically AAF champions. Like, who yeah, gives a shit? But I, I would love to have a ring and a championship trophy to go along with it. Like um, last year in the IFL, my first time getting a professional ring. And oh, really? I would like to end my career with as many as I can. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, this was the first episode of Inside the USFL on the Believe Network. Uh, there's going to be a lot more, and we truly want to give you an inside look at this new league. So let us know if you're on YouTube. Let us know in the comments. Any questions you have for Jordan, if you are on Twitter, at Inside USFL, tweet us questions uh, about USFL, about AAF, XFL, Indoor League, Arena League, any of it. We are here to be resources, to answer questions, and to show you a different side of football that you are not necessarily seeing on TV. Uh, But Jordan, I think this was good. Thank you for joining me for this and for this entire season. Of course, man. Appreciate you having me on. Looking forward to it. Yep. See everybody later. All right. Have a good one, man.